0: an obscure funk band founded by a group of Minneapolis teenagers in the early 1970s, was instrumental in helping Minnesota's music scene catch a lightning in a bottle not once, but twice. The Twin Cities, as you know, served as home base for two globally recognized music powerhouses back in the day, Prince and his Paisley Park Sound, and the Flight Time Studios groove of Jimmy Jam Harris and Terry Lewis. In this installment of NPR's North Star Journey series, special correspondent Jay Bryson profiles the contributions of the Minnesota-based band and music production team, which launched dozens and dozens of hit records.
1: By the time this song, I've Got You On My Mind, was recorded in 1978, the band Flight Time had been around for several years. The band had accumulated a cast of acclaimed local artists, like Jellybean Johnson, Cynthia Johnson, David Island, Monty Moore, and Alexander O'Neill rotating in and out as members, but the keyboardist and bassist, a young Jimmy Jam Harris and Terry Lewis respectively, remained constant. The band took its name from this song, Flight Time, from legendary jazz trumpeter Donald Bird. When the group folded in 1980, Prince added Harris and Lewis, as well as other Flight Time alums, to a new band called The Time in 1981.
2: Prince once said that the only band he ever feared was The Time.
1: Christopher Fuller is the co-founder of the Los Angeles space Black Music Project.
2: And he was referring to um the time and the era of morris day jimmy jam and terry lewis and i think prince you know he kind of saw them as a threat i think that's part of the reason why you know they got fired <laughs>
1: <laughs> sources dispute whether it's prince or morris day who fired them but jam and lewis were fired from the band they were in atlanta producing music for the sos band and missed the flight time This song, High Hopes, was the first tune Jam and Lewis produced for the SOS band in 1982. Jam and Lewis could have licked their wounds, founded a middling funk band, and carried on. But they decided to create a music studio in Minneapolis with their earnings, and later at a studio in Edina.
3: Starting literally from day one, from walking in the door, and like, oh my god.
1: Gary Hines spent ten years as a staff producer for Flight Time and topped the charts with his Flight Time produced group, Sounds of Blackness. When Hines first entered the nonscript building at 4330 Nicollet Avenue on Minneapolis's south side, he knew Harris and Lewis had created something special. You know, just you know, seeing their
3: Grammys and and, and the, uh, the 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 photos of the artists they had worked with. I mean and the range of those artists, you know, uh, Michael, Janet, Lionel Richie, I mean just other groups, a new addition, just Alexander Hahn and so from stepping in the door and, and saying, OK, you know, here, you, you're, you're, uh, here's the keys to our kingdom.
1: Hines was one of about 10 staff producers, including local artists Jellybean Johnson, Stokely Williams, Jeff Taylor and more, who comprised Flight Time's Frontline. Their mission was simple. Make great music and keep it coming. Hines says staff producers were serious about making good music.
3: You just wind up there. I would wind up there, you know, twelve, fourteen hours, pretty much daily, you know, um, and and sometimes even longer. Uh, and and it was it was part of the joy uh, uh, and the and that intensity. And I mean intensity, at again, in the most positive sense. They had a, a sign at the at the entryway of the building uh, that that was that uh, kind of uh, exemplifies that, and it said, "The only thing that smokes in this building is the music."
1: One of their duties was to screen incoming submissions, which came in the mail through couriers or were handed directly to the producers. There were demos from unknowns and from celebrities like Dolly Parton. Every staff producer screened hundreds of CDs and cassettes each week. Besides screening demos for the next hit song, the producers were also writing, often for bands they fronted. Williams, for example, was lead singer for Men Condition. The band recorded their hit, Breaking My Heart, at Flight Time's Edina Studio in 1991. In 1992, the song peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and number three on Billboard's Hot R&B chart. Heinz says producers would also assist any other projects in the pipeline. Singing, playing, everyone was expected to contribute.
3: So that you were productive and that you were writing constantly and improving and honing your craft, uh you know obviously for their for their perusal and review and approval kind of thing um but you know they were like uh, don't not write you said you know write a bad song but but keep writing a
1: in its heyday the studio churned out 100 billboard top 10 songs 16 number one hot 100 hits and 26 r&b number one hits the process clearly worked One of the many hit records which came out of Flight Time was Janet Jackson's Control, which came out in 1986. In an interview with NPR News following its release, Jamie Jam reflected on the track record Flight Time had racked up. Uh, Janet's album, of course, she just won triple platinum with her record. Um, and uh, the Sherelle record is, is a gold, uh, won gold album. And uh, SOS album's gold, and we had a top ten hit with a foursome So it's been a pretty good year. Imagine if 1960s Detroit had spawned a trio of Barry Gordys, who then went on to create two Motowns. That was the late century Twin Cities music scene. But Christopher Fuller says the Motown comparison is not as accurate as another. I would maybe
2: say that they're closer to Philly International, Kenny Gamble, and Leon Huff, because it was just those two were basically the Philly sound, and they had their artist. And like uh, Jimmy and Terry. Uh, uh, Kenny and and Leon, you know, they they were songwriters too, not just producers.
1: Fuller adds that unlike legendary Beatles producer George Martin, Jam and Lewis wrote or co-wrote many of the songs for the artists they work with. Flight Time Studios in Minneapolis and Edina were torn down years after Jam and Harris left town, and with the passing of Prince in 2016, the founders of the Minneapolis Sound may have fallen quiet. But Fuller says their legacy is present in the most popular music of the day, like K-pop. But you know what K-pop is?
2: It's just reconstituted black music and especially 90s R&B, which, you know, along with Teddy Riley and New Jack, that's, that's, that's Flight Time. That's, that's Jimmy and Terry.
1: This is a story about control. From the early sounds of the band control. Flight Time to the musical hit factory control. bearing the same name, Jam and Lewis's contributions to pop music are undeniably substantial. For NPR News, I'm Jay Bryson.
0: This story was made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. By the way, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were back home. He saw Maybe you saw them uh, April the 7th for the Twins' home opener. Uh, and then Jam also played two hits on the ballpark's organ at Target Field, Janet Jackson's Escapade, the Times' Jungle Love. It was really fun to see them. They have been busy. They composed a score for the Hulu series Unprisoned, and that was released this spring.